0: Good evening to you all. It's great to see so many folk out this evening. Um, I wonder if you recognise the lyrics of this song from yesteryear. Put your hand up as soon as you recognise the song. Don't talk of love. I've heard the words before. It's sleeping in my Jesse hand. And it is which... All right, okay. I'll carry on with this. I have no need of friendship. Friendship causes pain. If I never loved, I never would have cried. I am a rock. I am an island. Paul Simon, he wrote the lyrics, and uh, it was a song made famous by Simon and Garfunkel. Ankle. It's John Dunn, the poet and Anglican cleric who said no man is an island Island, ask not for whom the bell tolls it tolls for thee Albert Einstein said it is strange to be known so universally and yet to be so lonely we are not meant to live in isolation. God's first recorded statement about his creature man in Genesis 2:18, "It is not good for the man to be alone." We often hear that verse quoted at a, uh, a marriage ceremony, but it has an universal implication. It is not good for men or women to be alone. We were created for the purpose of meaningful relationships with God and with each other. We were formed for fellowship, we were formed for friendship. Sad so truth is that many people in society today are very lonely, desperately lonely. People in our community, people maybe living in our streets, and maybe even people within the church family. People who lack any meaningful contact with others. People who feel perhaps left out, unwanted, uh, rejected, even though they're surrounded by other people. Surveys show that most lonely people tend to fall into one or more of the following categories. Those who are single, those who are widowed, those living alone, uh, those grieving the loss uh, of a loved one. The elderly, people in leadership positions can feel very lonely. Leadership can be a very lonely place to be. People who are extremely talented can also feel lonely. Uh, They sometimes are difficult in relating to ordinary folk. And then there are people that are newcomers, maybe to an area or even to a church people also going off to university Uh, when I went, I didn't get to university I got to a polytechnic I felt very, very lonely and it was a very difficult time for me listen to this quote everybody has something that chews them up and for me that thing was always loneliness the cinema has the power to make to make you not feel lonely even when you are that quotes from tom hanks uh, the actor so my theme tonight is very simply friendship matters friendship matters and i want really just to show how god can use every single one of us to befriend somebody even if they're not lonely um, as a Biblical base, we're going to use uh, the great, greatest model, I think, of human friendship recorded in Scripture, David and Jonathan. Jonathan's name means the Lord gave. And we're going to see how the Lord gave Jonathan to support, encourage, and to befriend, Jon- uh, to befriend David. But let's just remind ourselves of some of the background. In 1 Samuel 10, uh, uh, England, Israel, got England on the brain. (laughs) Israel demand a king. We want to be like all the other nations around us. They've got a king, we want a king. And they didn't recognize that what they were doing in clamoring for a king, they were rejecting God as their king. 1 Samuel 10, Samuel anoints Saul, head and shoulders above uh, everybody else. The people's choice. And Samuel anoints Saul as ruler. 1 Samuel 12, Samuel begins to bow out. He describes himself as being old and grey. I'm beginning to recognise a little bit of what he felt like, I think. He warns the people that appointing a king will have drastic consequences. One of the things that would happen is their taxes will go up in order to pay for the king and his army. 1 Samuel fourteen forty seven. Um, during 1 Samuel we see it's a time when uh, Israel are, are at war uh, with their neighbours, especially at uh, the Philistines. Then in 1 samuel 15 saul becomes increasingly disobedient to god and he's rejected by god as king and he is tormented by an evil spirit 1 samuel 16 david's anointed as the future king by samuel in a private ceremony and he enters the service of saul as a musician Then in 1 Samuel 17, we have the familiar account of David and Goliath, where we read in 1 Samuel 17, 50. David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. Some of you may have heard it said that uh, Saul thought Goliath was too big to hit. David, with God's eyes, saw that Goliath was too big to miss. 1 Samuel 18, 2, we read this. From that day Saul kept David with him and did not let him return home to his family. Can you just try and enter into David's shoes for a moment? It's a new situation for him. Very different from life as a shepherd, he's away from family, he's still single, poses the question, was he lonely? Well, I want to look at how the friendship between Jonathan and David developed, and I've just identified three different phases. First of all is how to begin a friendship. We don't know exactly when their friendship did begin, but uh, it's likely that Jonathan was present when David uh, killed Goliath from Gath. So my first point in beginning a friendship is to be interested in other people. Jonathan was the king's son. Legally, he was next in line to the throne. Yet he was interested in David as a person with needs and with feelings. I don't know, sometimes you like me, we can be so consumed with ourselves, uh, with our own problems and challenges, that we fail to notice other people, especially those who are lonely. Dale Carnegie once said, you can make more friends in two months by being really interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get people interested in you just another way of saying that the best way to make a friend is to be a friend so be interested in others secondly look for something in common what did david have in common with jonathan anybody like to suggest what they might have had in common no well i'll tell you (laughs) what i think they were both men of supreme courage. On Samuel 14, we read that Jonathan, with his armor bearer, so just two of them, attacked an outpost where there were 20 men. They attacked them and killed them. Pretty overwhelming odds to. Against twenty, so he was a man of supreme courage. But so was David, as he said to Saul that he killed a lion and a bear when they come to attack the flock. Both men of supreme courage, but both men of supreme confidence—not in themselves, but a confidence in God. Jonathan just before the attack on those 20 men, says this in 1 Samuel 14, 6, Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving by many or by few. And David, just before he is going to fight Goliath, although there wasn't really much of a fight, was there? He said this, The Lord will deliver me. Supreme confidence in their God. Look for something in common. What do I talk about after the service with people? Think back to this morning, if if you were here. What did you talk about with people after the service? I'm not going to ask you to. Was it bacon or basketball or (coughs) Beethoven or what was it? Did you like uh, Ian and, where's George? Here we are, he's right in front of me. Have a spiritual conversation. George, I imagine, said, look, yeah, I'm not feeling too good. What does Ian do? He prays for him. I think it would be really good if we can get into the habit of doing that after the service on the Sunday morning, asking people, how's your week been? What are the challenges facing you this week? How do you feel if I just prayed a simple prayer for you? Look for something in common. Secondly, how to build a friendship. The friendship is developing. 1 Samuel 18, verse 1. I love this verse. After David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and he loved him as himself. The AV, the King James Version, has that verse. The soul of Jonathan was knit. Was knit with the soul of david it was aristotle who said friendship is a single soul dwelling in two bodies i think it's important to mention at this point it was a pure relationship there was nothing improper or unnatural there's no hint of a homosexual relationship it was a wholesome friendship a god honoring relationship It's possible for two men and, and yes, two women to have a deep and intense but pure relationship. Interesting that um, when um, Jonathan gives his eulogy about Saul and about Jonathan, he says about Jonathan um, that his love surpassed even that of a woman, of women. That's in 2 Samuel 1. So how to build a friendship? Express your feelings. First of all, in words, 1 Samuel 18.3. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan swore loyalty and eternal uh, friendship uh, to David. It seems very formal to us, but he was actually simply expressing his feeling in words. Now, I'm not suggesting that tomorrow morning you go off to the uh, solicitors and you ask for a document to be drawn up that you can sign uh, in terms of friendship. But what we are talking about is the fact that sometimes we are reticent to express what's going on inside. And men, we're not very good at it, are we? You put a group of men in a room the tendency will be to talk about facts put a group of women in a room the tendency is to talk about how they're feeling see the difference men sometimes we need to swallow our pride and say excuse me look to be quite honest i'm not really coping or to be quite honest i'd appreciate prayer for this that uh, some while ago somebody said to me I really appreciate you and your friendship can you imagine how that makes someone feel just those few words and I can still remember them uh, today So express your feelings in words, but also in actions. 1 Samuel 18.4, Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing, gave it to David along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow and his belt. Uh, Some people have suggested uh, that Jonathan just wanted uh, David to have uh, some fresh clothes, some smart clothes, as he was a musician now uh, in, in, in Saul's palace. But it goes deeper than that there is a deep symbolism in Jonathan's actions he's giving David his robe his armor that's symbolizing uh, David is going to be Saul's successor and giving one sword is a sign of submission to someone who is greater (coughs) excuse me Despite the fact that Jonathan was next in line to the throne, he knew it was God's will for David to be the number one. He wasn't envious, he wasn't bitter, he wasn't resentful. In fact, he was happy for David to receive this promotion from God. You're going to be king, David, and I'm going to be second to you. That's real friendship for you, watching someone get promoted and being happy for them. And as I thought about that, my mind went back to when I had a proper job in the civil service. And uh, a friend of mine, we were both working in the same uh, team uh, as systems analysts, uh, and there was a promotion board coming up, and we both went for it, and we both apparently gave reasonable interviews, and, and he got a promotion. They are expecting me to say I was bitter and resentful. Well, I wasn't actually, because we were friends. In fact, I think I'd reached a level of my incompetence, but he was more experienced, and I was really happy that he got promoted. He became my boss, which could have been an awkward situation, but it wasn't, because we had a friendship together. And sometimes he'd draw me to one side, and he'd say, Paul, how am I getting on in this new role? I just try and encourage him. We can be happy for people who get promoted. So, how to uh, begin a friendship, how to build a friendship, and thirdly, how to bolster a friendship. Jonathan was no fair-weather friend. He remained loyal to David even when things got tough. And they did get tough. Very, very tough. Saul chased uh, David with an army for something like ten years because of his bitter jealousy towards him. Twice he tried to pin David to the wall with a spear, uh, with a javelin. And David has to flee from court. He becomes a fugitive on the run from Saul for ten years. And he's moving from place to place uh, in an attempt to avoid and outwit Saul. How does Jonathan respond? How do we respond to a friend in need? First of all, it's important to stand up and defend your friend. 1 Samuel 19 verse 4, Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul his father and said to him, Let not the king do wrong to his servant David. He has not wronged you. And what he has done has benefited you greatly. He took his life in his hands when he killed the Philistine." Jonathan stood up to his father and said, in effect, Dad, you've got this completely wrong about David. And not only did he defend David, but he also had the courage to rebuke his father. Wonder well, how we respond when somebody has a go at one of our friends. How do we respond? Maybe we have some. Information that will be able to help that person understand why this person said or acted in the way they did. Do we stand up and defend our friends? Secondly, the second way to bolster a friendship is to take initiative. 1 Samuel 23, 16. Saul's son Jonathan went to David at Horish Jonathan takes the initiative here. He tracks David down in the desert. We don't know how long that took, but it certainly took determination and courage. And Sometimes we're afraid to take initiative. Sometimes we're afraid uh, to go. What response will I get? And we've been talking about that in terms of evangelism, haven't we? Going, going, going. Uh, I remember... Not long after my mum died, it was the first major grief I'd experienced uh, and a few days later I was sitting uh, at home and there was a knock on the door and this guy came in, he was uh, from the church, just a young man, younger than I was and he said I'd just come round to see how you are. And he just sat with me for half an hour, I can't remember him saying more than half a dozen words but he just listened to what I had to say about my mum. Can't even remember whether he prayed at the end, but later he said to me that he felt God had called him to go and see me uh, and just to spend some time with me. And he said, how nervous he felt about doing that. Just a young, a young Christian man. Sometimes we're afraid to go. Sometimes we're afraid to take initiative. What response am I going to get? How to bolster a friendship. Third point, help people find spiritual strength. 1 Samuel 23, 16. Jonathan helped him to find strength in God. Uh, Jonathan was used by God to lift, lift David's eyes away from the problem and onto God. Isn't that what Mark was talking about this morning? Isn't that what we are singing about this morning? Nothing's too big For our God. Do we believe that? Nothing is impossible with God. Jesus said, everything is possible for him or her who believes. And we can be used by God in this way to gently help people turn their eyes away from the challenge, the difficulty that they're facing onto the Lord. Those who hope in the Lord will never be disappointed. And it may be through an act of prayer, or it may be we can share a particular verse which might encourage that person. Jonathan helped David find spiritual strength in God. And then the fourth way uh, we can bolster a friendship is to encourage your friend. Uh, 1 Samuel 23:17, my father will not lay a hand on you says jonathan you'll be king over israel and i will be second to you and is jonathan encouraging david to see that the situation isn't completely hopeless that god is still on the throne and he will remember his own god is sovereign and his will is going to be done It's not a hopeless situation. There is light at the end of the tunnel. And he reminded David of God's plans and purposes for him. He encouraged David. Anybody here doesn't need encouraging? Uh We all need to be encouraged, don't we? Yes, interesting, I, i found that those who seem to... Uh, seem on the surface to need encouragement the least often need encouragement the most encouragement is oxygen to the soul you know how you feel when somebody builds you up when he encourages you with just perhaps a sentence or a couple of words encourage your friend so how to bolster a friendship stance up and defend your friend take initiative Help the person to find strength and encourage. Jonathan, his name means the Lord gave, as I mentioned earlier. The Lord gave Jonathan to David as a friend when he needed one the most. Can I just simply ask you as I close, is there someone that you can be a Jonathan to this week? Is there one person that you can begin a friendship with this week so I I just want to do a straw poll how many of us sit in exactly the same seat every week on a Sunday morning am I the only one Okay, let's try it the other way around how many of you actually move around not during the service but how many of you move seats well I'm encouraged by that I said to Julius Moore, let's sit somewhere else. She said, well, the bag's there and everything. So, But we will be doing that. Because it's a large church. And we can be around the same people every single week. And then when somebody comes in and uh, we say, oh, it's great to see you. Are you new? And they say, no, I've been coming for three years now. <laughs> Happened to my dad once in Mount Pleasant Baptist Church in Swansea somebody said oh it's great to see you he'd actually been attending the church for 10 years but that's another story is there someone that you can encourage or get alongside at ncbc this week or within your family here's the challenge Would you quietly, in your heart, ask God to give you the courage to talk to somebody next Sunday morning that you have never spoken to before? Actually, you don't have to wait until next Sunday morning. There may be someone here you've never spoken to before. Hello, my name's Paul. What's your name? Maybe just introduce yourself and ask them how their week has been and uh, uh, what events are coming up. It may be the start of a lifelong relationship like Jonathan and David. May that be so. Amen.